0: Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. We bless the Holy Spirit for his wonderful grace that he has bestowed upon us to see that we come back to share the word of God with each one of you. I am Pastor Dennis, a of other from Freedom Experience Ministry. And uh, we are going through this wonderful uh, teaching uh, series concerning the experience of, of God's new. God is eternal a plan in the New Testament see we decided to bring these wonderful teachings to you to show you that our God has got a plan and every child of God you would want to know about what is the plan of God it is so beautiful when you serve God while you are in his plan Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 13 that after David had served God's purpose in his own generation. served served God's will. The Bible says he rested. It is good for you to rest uh, from this life when you have, by his grace, you have served his purpose. Hallelujah. So, that means that there is a need for us to know about the plan of God. The plan that he has towards uh, mankind the plan that he has towards the church. The plan that he has towards the entire universe. So when we go into the scriptures, we begin to see that God has got a plan. He has got um, a purpose. And he wants to carry out his heart's desire. From Genesis to Revelation, we are seeing something of God. And now, previously we are talking about several things. And we saw even the seven seven persons in the Bible that are the major items, if you are reading the Bible, the things you should be looking unto and even have enough knowledge about them. We went on also to see that our God has a plan and this plan has been according to God's good pleasure. That is our previous talks in the last episode. We want to continue with episode 6 and we trust God that if you have not yet read through or listened uh, our previous episodes, I request you now to go back from where we began from in order for you to catch up with us. Now today I want to talk about um, this good uh, pleasure in detail. Yesterday we are talking about the other time, the good pleasure of God. God has got a pleasure and it is is good pleasure The question is today What then is God's good pleasure Now remember our quotation Is in the book of Ephesians Whereby we read And so that he had purposed Ephesians chapter 1 we Shall begin with that verse Ephesians chapter 1 Verses uh, uh, From verses we Shall begin from verses 9 He says that Having made known unto us The mystery of his will According to his good pleasure Which he has purposed In himself So we see that now God Has made known unto us What was hidden In his heart What was a mystery of his will You see his will Had a mystery And this mystery Was according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself. Now, it is so important that we may know that God we serve. Because the Bible says we must agree with each other. If God has got a pleasure as we are walking with him, he must agree with what he has as his good pleasure. His good pleasure is to dispense himself into us. I've been repeating this and it appears so simple that I, I will tell you it will take the rest of your salvation life for God to, to to dispense Himself into you and fill the entire soul life. It will take um, possibly the entire of your life, and this is unique. His unique desire he desires to see that He dispenses. He dispenses Himself within us. You may say that God is is dreaming of dispensing himself into us every day is dreaming he sees himself in us saturating us he is longing for that he is longing for that his aspiration is to dispense himself into his chosen people now just imagine God in all his glory his power his omnipotence desiring to come to enter into man because he created him in his own image So, you see that many Christians neglect God's desire to dispense himself into them. We neglect such a desire, we don't talk about it, we don't even uh, aspire uh, for it. We may come into the scriptures and see other stuff. We fail to see the desire of God. Instead of caring for this matter, some of the Christians may pay attention to teachings concerning how to be holy, how to be spiritual, how to be victorious, how to prosper, how to increase. You see, these are teachings in the Bible and many have never heard that God wants to do one thing, dispense himself into man, to be in man, to pour himself into man. Praise the name of Jesus. We said previously that this is why he made us in his own image, just as the glove is made out of the image of the hand the one purpose that the hand should take over uh, the glove praise the name of Jesus So, in a sense in a sense a believer may be holy without having much of God dispensed into him we have seen that many believers they are trying to be holy without God being dispensed into them they may go out to Practice the law, do what is they know is good. You see, that kind of holiness is not genuine. It's not stable because it is coming out of your strength, coming out of your work. But when God dispenses Himself and saturates you, holiness takes over you as a believer. So if God dispenses Himself into a being which shall be genuinely holy actually, holiness is nothing other than God dispensed into us subjectively. So when I say subjectively, it means that objectively, God is holy. Only to himself is holy. And by himself is holy. But subjectively, God, the God that dispenses into us becomes our subjective holiness. Becomes holiness in us. Therefore, uh, instead of doing my best to be holy, let me do my best to avail myself to God that he dispenses himself into me so that his objective holiness, which is by himself, becomes my subjective experience, my subjective holiness. Hallelujah. And this is what we call subjective holiness. So, therefore, uh, to us, the real holiness is... God dispensed into our being. It is God's good pleasure. The desire of his heart is to dispense himself into us. Uh, That is his desire. He wants to be our everything. Glory to God. Now when we we go forward, we see that uh, there is an eternal plan that God made in Christ. When we go back in the book of Ephesians, Uh, chapter 3 verses 11 we see that God's economy is an eternal plan made by God in Christ and Ephesians chapter 3 verses 11 says according to the purpose according to the purpose of of the ages which he made in Christ Jesus our Lord so this plan is an eternal plan that God made in Christ Jesus Hallelujah! So the purpose of the ages is the purpose of eternity. For ages, God has a purpose. Meaning for eternity, God has a purpose. And the eternal purpose, the eternal plan of God was made in eternity past. God made his eternal economy in Christ. He made his eternal administration in Christ. So the Christ revealed in the Bible is the embodiment of, of that triune God and all the processes when I talk about the processes these are the processes through which God passed including incarnation human living crucifixion, resurrection ascension and descension these are the processes that bring God into man so in such a Christ God made his eternal economy Made Christ to pass through, process, up to seven steps. Praise the name of Jesus, and Christ therefore is the element. Christ is now a Sophia, a means. Is the goal, is the aim of God. Is eternal economy, and this Christ is everything. God is plan. Is everything in God. God is household management. So, in fact, all the contents of the eternal plan of God are are simply Christ. Now, you see, we are now centering it to Christ. The entire, content of the eternal plan of God are simply this man, Christ. Christ is the center. Christ becomes the circumference. Christ becomes the element, the sphere, the means, the goal, and the aim. this economy. According to Ephesians chapter 3 this plan is made in Christ. It is made in Christ. That's why Christ becomes the prime factor in the word of God. Now, dispense God himself into his chosen people in his eternity is one of the best plan that God has. His plan is to dispense himself into his chosen people in his trinity, God the Father, the Son and the Spirit to be in man. Our question would be, in what way does God dispense himself into his people in his trinity? How does God dispense himself in his trinity? So this dispensing has three steps. When we look unto them, they are three steps. And the first one it is of God the Father. God the Father which is the father. The father is now the source. The father is the origin. Second, we have dispensing through God the son. This son is the cause. If the father is the origin, the source, then the son is the cause, is the progression. The son is the development of of that which is in the source, in the origin. The third step is God a uh, dispensing God is dispensing uh, as God the spirit so another dispensing is in God the spirit which is the Holy Spirit who is the instrument and the Sephira. now if God is the source the father is the source the origin then Jesus Christ being the the cause see the the development the progress and the Holy Spirit is going to be the instrument Sophia, where uh, this is going to take place so through these steps of God the Father, through God the Son and in God the Spirit God in His Trinity dispenses Himself into His chosen people that's how God has entered into us today you might say we have the Holy Spirit I will tell you we have the triune God we have God the, the Father, which is the source. We have God the Son, which is uh, the, the, the course, the progress, the development. And we have God the Spirit on our side as the instrument that the entire God uses to dispense himself into us. It becomes the Sophia. Praise the name of Jesus. So, God's New Testament economy is to dispense himself. His plan today is to dispense himself into his chosen people. And when he into his, his, his chosen people is for the producing of the church. The, the The reason why there is this plan the reason why he's dispensing himself into man. He wants to produce what we call the church. And that's why Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 continues to tell us that uh, after God enough after God having a desire, a good pleasure, which he purposed in himself in Ephesians 1, 9, first 10 says that, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. We see that God is now planning to gather all things together in Christ. But remember, Christ is still alone until the church is birthed. When the church is birthed, Christ gains a body. A body that is here on earth whereby there are many believers as rooms in the Father's house whereby all things are going to be in this one Christ. Now this dispensing brings forth the church for the manifestation of mouth furious wisdom of God according to his eternal purpose it was made in Christ that's why when you, you go back in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9 to 11 when you read verse 11 you see that it's, uh, Ephesians 3 9 11 says that and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. Verse 10 says that to the intent that now unto the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. So, God wants to use the church to make known his wisdom to the principalities. Now he needs the church. So he will begin to work himself into man in order for him to produce the church. Verse 11 says that according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Jesus is uh, where God purposes to carry out his plan. And we see that the end result is the production of the church. Now this means that through the dispensing of God this trinity the church is produced to begin to exhibit uh, God's manfold wisdom it is the church that will manifest the wisdom of God this is why we exist this is why the spirit has given us various gifts, powers and graces to manifest the wisdom of God God does not want to manifest his wisdom alone he has chosen to come I mean, into man that he may uh, exhibit his wisdom. So we have pointed out that the church today is the kingdom of God. Now, therefore, the dispensing of God into us produces the church as the kingdom of God. Remember, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is among you. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 and verses 20, shows us that the kingdom is the church life today the church life today is the very kingdom now in verse 17 Paul refers to his ways he says that which are in Christ his ways which are in Christ even as I teach everywhere in every church then in verses 20 of 1 Corinthians 4 he says that the kingdom of God is not in speech but in power but if you want to see the power of God Power of the kingdom, you need to be in church. So, these verses show us that the kingdom of God is the church and everywhere, and the church everywhere is the kingdom. The kingdom is here because the church is here. Hallelujah! So, the church as the kingdom, we see that the church as the kingdom of God will have a consummation and a conclusion. And this conclusion will be the new Jerusalem. So the consummation of the church today as the kingdom is going to be the new Jerusalem for the eternal expression of the triune God. Once we are in the new Jerusalem, we will eternally see the expression of this triune God. That's why the Bible says in in Revelation 21 verses 2, it says, I saw a holy city, a new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now, the new Jerusalem is a living composition. A composition of all the saints redeemed by God throughout all generations. Hallelujah. So, it is the bride of Christ, as his counterpart. Remember, John says in the book of John, chapter three, verses twenty-nine. Remember, his disciples had questioned him. When he reaches verse twenty-nine, he says, "He that has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom, which stands and hears him, rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Is my joy, therefore." is fulfilled so the counterpart they are talking about in John chapter 3 is now uh, the bride which is now the new city and we see that this bride has become a holy city of God as his habitation so as the bride of Christ a new Jerusalem comes out of Christ just as Adam came out of Rather, just as Eve came out of Adam, so the New Jerusalem comes out of Christ Himself. Just as uh, uh, Eve came out of Adam, the New Jerusalem comes out of Christ, uh, the, 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 uh, to become the has the, the the wife of Christ. So this New Jerusalem, which is now bride, comes from a husband, and because. His counterpart, the church, just as Eve came out of Adam, a husband, becomes comes. His counterpart. Remember, in Genesis chapter two, verse twenty-one to twenty-four, God had to make Adam to sleep. Then afterwards, He brings a rib out of the side of Adam to form and to build Eve, to present Eve to Adam. Same applies Jesus Christ on the cross. Slept. God made him to sleep, to die on the cross. And when he was pierced in the rib, the Bible says there came out of blood and water. Blood for the redemption and water for for the new life, which is regeneration, which is the life of the Spirit. And that's how the church was formed on the cross and presented to Jesus Christ when he woke up in resurrection. So the new Jerusalem is prepared as a bride for her husband By participating in the riches of the life and the nature of Christ So as the church is existing today We must keep on participating in the unsearchable riches of Christ The unsearchable riches of the life of Christ And the nature of Christ Therefore we need to put on this Christ So as a holy city of God She, the church, is holy holy sanctified unto God and fully saturated with God's holy nature to be his habitation. This is why the spirit of God is working and carrying out the transforming work, the sanctifying work, to see that we are holy sanctified unto God and fully saturated with God's holy nature. Once we are saturated with God's holy nature, then we qualify to become the bride of Christ hallelujah for that. So we have seen so far now that God has got a desire, He has a plan and is planning to carry out uh, such a plan. Hallelujah. So that He is pleased with what He's doing. Now, in both the Old and the New Testament, God likens His chosen people to a spouse. Remember from Even from Isaiah 54 verse 6 He is talking about His chosen people as a spouse I might read some of the Verses to you Uh, Let us begin with Isaiah Yes Isaiah 54 Bible says In verses 6 Says that For the Lord has called thee as a woman ...was second and grieved in spirit... ...and the wife of youth... ...when thou was refused... ...says thy God... ...he calls us as a woman... ...praise the name of Jesus... ...when we come to Jeremiah... ...I think in the remaining minutes... ...I'll read for you some verses... ...before I close... ...when we come to Jeremiah chapter 3... ...I want you to see another incident... Chapter 3 verses 1, he says They say if a man put away his wife and she she go from him and become another man's another man's, shall he return unto her again? Shall not that land be greatly polluted? Thou hast played the harlot with many lovers, yet return again to me, says the Lord. So Israel was considered a wife. A spouse that would go away and love other things and forsake uh, the first love of the Lord God. Praise the name of Jesus. I'll give you other verses and others we shall read next time. Ezekiel chapter 16, verses 8. The Bible talks about it says that now when I passed by you, I looked upon you. It says, When I passed by you, Hallelujah. I looked upon you and behold your time was the time of love. And I spread my skirt over you and I covered your nakedness. Yes, I swear unto you and I, I swear unto you and I entered into a covenant. Now that was on mountain Sinai. That's why that's swear he married Israel and made a covenant. Says, says the Lord and you became mine. So we have several scriptures. You can read Hosea chapter 2, verse 19, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31 to 32. All these incidences they're talking about chosen people becoming a spouse of God. Praise the name of Jesus. In the New Testament, I think I have got to read for you these two incidences in the New Testament because you want to relate the same in the New Testament. Second Corinthians chapter 11 says uh, verses 2. Remember this is Paul. says, oh, I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. I espoused you to one husband that I might present you as a pure virgin to Christ. So Paul says that the Corinthians were a, 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 a virgin, were uh, a pure virgin that it's supposed to be presented to Christ. So he had to preach to them, espouse them, one husband. Each husband is Jesus Christ. And when you come to Ephesians chapter five, verse 31, 32 we see that Paul speaks the same thing. Says that. For this cause shall a man leave her as a a father and mother and shall cleave to his wife. And the twain shall become one. Remember, Jesus left his father in heaven and at one time he left the mother on earth. Then he went and had to cleave himself whoever had believed in him. Verse 32 says that this mystery is great. But I speak to regard. I speak in regard of Christ and of the church. A mystery there. The mystery of marriage is great because it shows us what is between Christ and the church. The relationship there is a is of a a woman and is a woman and her husband. Praise the name of Jesus. So we see that. He has come to this extent he wants also to make us his dwelling place, a dwelling place for himself praise the name of Jesus he wants to make a dwelling place for himself and once we come to such an awareness, I tell you child of God, we will begin to enjoy the word of God, we will have to we will begin to see um, that the church is important so I want to stop here today I trust the Holy Spirit that if you are going with me episode to episode, your revelation, your knowledge is increasing. Once again, I encourage you to download our application Freedom Experience app from Google Play Store. Follow us. Listen to our wonderful teachings. You will be blessed. God bless you. This is Pastor Dennis, Freedom Experience Ministry Uganda.